All human thought, all science, all religion is the holy direction of the divine spirit. But someday we seem to get that associated knowledge or open such terrifying vistas of reality and of our frightful stars rise back to the clouds and flee from the deadly lights into the peace and safety of a new dark they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsarewrite.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today we'll be playing Session 7 of Heartless and Loveland, written by Braden Fireash, me, and published by Stars Are Right. This is an original homebrew scenario available for purchase on our drive through RPG catalogue. You can find it through our website, starsarewrite.com. We're going to continue to play through the whole scenario here, so spoilers ahead. If you do enjoy listening to it and decide to run it for your own gaming group, please share your experiences on our social media with the hashtag starsarewrite. And listen up, keepers and scenario writers. If you have a draft or an idea for a scenario and you want the world to see it and you need some extra help bringing it to life, then get in touch with us. We help with editing, polishing, illustration, formatting, and publishing your scenario as a beautiful professional standard PDF you'll be proud to put on sale. You can even help people hear about it by getting us to play it right here on the podcast like we're doing right now. You can find more info on our website. Just look for the publishing section. So let's get into it. How are you all playing and who are you today? How? Howdy, I'm Jeremy McDermott and uh, I'm excited to find out about this Erelaw fellow. Very mysterious. Phaedra. I am uh, still playing Loretta, and yeah, I'm excited to get some get some fun action in the basement. Nice, Jason. Hello, I am Jason, and still playing Jason, although Jason Boyd, um, a nurse who has also become um, a person for others to lay their heads upon for support, and also a lifeguard. So he's branching out a bit into different abilities during this. Uh, little campaign and i'm looking forward to seeing what this era law thing is all about <laughs> and noxicals uh, i'm still playing daisy silverston the uh, heartbreaker architect uh, from loveland ohio and i'm looking forward to making strange combat noises and i'm brayden your keeper for the day do tell me how what happened last time Jason and Daisy make their way cautiously down the pipe so as to avoid following Jeremy's uncontrollable slide into the Little Miami River. Jason helps a hysterically screaming Loretta to shore, oblivious to the drama unfolding under the water's surface. Jeremy, his head in the fatal embrace of the frogman's jaws, beholds a rocky cave where the inside of its mouth should be. As his blood and innards begin to be pulled out by the terrible suction, they drip at an unnatural angle onto a dark mass of writhing flesh. In a stroke of luck, Jeremy's flailing hands gouge at the frogman's eyes, and he is able to pull himself free and escape. Distraught at the loss of his prized sword, and decidedly worse for wear, 
Jeremy is rescued and ministered to from the contents of Jason's medical bag and liquor stash. Our party heads for the only person who might believe what they have witnessed, Sir Harry Andrews, founder of the Knights of the Golden Trail. Jeremy flicks through the Livre Divan as they drive to the castle, but even the translation notes prove difficult to comprehend. Jeremy's keen eye, however, catches a fleeting glimpse of the word Irrelor. Arriving at Loveland Castle, among the crowds of young knights, we spot some running off with yet another ancient book. We aren't able to stop them, and enter the castle instead to find out just what is going on. We find Sir Harry resting in his admirably defensible room, and he's shocked to discover the Livre Divan outside the castle basement. He urges us to lock it up safely once again, and to seek out Mark Matthews, the former police chief who helped seal the frogmen away in their tunnels once before, and can hopefully aid us in doing so again. So you are just about to leave Harry's room, and you hear, Jer Jeremy, Jeremy. Yeah, yes, sir, Harry. Come, come here, boy. Bless him. Oh, yes, sir. I lean in. You, you have to defend the town, young one. I, the knights there. Um, he, he looks troubled, and he just sort of uh, grunts a little and reaches to his bedside table and pulls a journal. Yeah, this, this will tell you everything you need to know. I, I won't be around much longer. I don't feel. Oh, uh, Sir Harry, I'm honored, but, oh, sir, whatever will we do without you? You'll get by, okay. I've put nearly all of my knowledge into, in into helping you grow to be the great knight that you are today, young man. Jeremy begins to choke up and uh, reverentially takes the journal. Please be careful. I, I, I will, sir. And he'll just sort of lay back down and sink into his mattress. Uh, big gulp, blink back tears, hold journal close to chest. <laughs> we won't let you down, Sir Harry. And uh, Boy Scout salute and clicks his heels and turns on his heels and uh, ready to head off to the basement if you guys are. So making your way down the spiral staircase, um, you exit out into that front pub, the German style pub, um, and see Mildred there. You remember that you promised to get her key off of her as well. Jeremy will um, self-importantly um, step forward um, and he is torn between d this journal that he's been handed. Um, what what does it look like? Is it uh, like, you know, leather with gold embossed lettering on the front? Is it just like a tatty old exercise book? Does it have like Sir Harry's name on it? Some sort of crest? What, what's going on? Uh, it does have H.A. Um, on the inner cover. Uh, it's an octavo means like A2. A book or pamphlet made up of one or more full sheets on which 16 pages of text were printed, which were then folded three times. Oh. It's bound in what looks to be some kind of blue dyed bumpy leather, perhaps ray skin or shark skin or something like that. It's quite well preserved. Although looking at the interior where you can, where you can see HA, the interior looks far more um, 
degraded so you get the idea that perhaps um, this has been like rebound maybe a couple of times okay so from the outside it's a cool blue textured leather book um but it doesn't have Sahari's name on it or anything so jeremy is uh on the one hand he's like swollen with just like chest so inflated with pride uh having been given this and told he's a good knight by uh you know his grandpa so well you know wishes he was his grandpa sahari um so he on the one hand really wants mildred to see uh that he has sahari's journal but on the other hand he is protective of it so just picture him like awkwardly kind of holding it in a way like he wants you to see it but also kind of like he's trying to hide it and he sidles towards her and uh says <clears throat> um uh hi mildred uh you have a you have a copy of the key to the to the basement uh so harry said we should uh we should take it for safekeeping oh um yeah okay yeah if you say so yeah I he do said, need it later to lock up and well he said we should take it and he gave me this book it's no big deal but i just, just the key the book sort of just yeah if you could if we could take it please she appears overwhelmed by your newfound confidence and just sort of nods and hands the key over slides it along the bench <laughs> thank you uh, scoops it up and uh should we do we know where the basement is yeah uh uh, there's this, another spiral staircase just off of the main sort of entryway um, which, where you can go down. Heading down, there's sort of modern lighting all throughout the castle. And it kind of dims a little as you get down. You know that the basement area has a number of offshoot rooms where food and drink are stored. But directly across from the spiral staircase, on the farther side of this sort of uh, adjoining hallway with... Uh, doorways leading into these storage rooms is a door which is protected by a metal gate similar to Harry's room. Uh, well, Jeremy will try the key. Okay, yeah, it fits and unlocks. Alright, and we, and we go. Should we, uh, should we lock the door behind us so that we're trapped in case it's full of monsters? I mean, nothing can possibly go wrong with that plan. I think I, we should I definitely see. lock the door behind us. <laughs> I don't see why we would. Are we expecting anyone to enter after us? I guess not. Apparently there's been like constant flow of uh, young scouts just coming down here and stealing books, but I guess we'll see them if they come down. I mean, we can take a child. I, I think that'll be the least of our problems. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Okay, uh, Jeremy does not lock the gate then. He's, he's hanging on to both keys and the book. He's, yeah, laden with, with responsibility and duty and he's very pleased. <laughs> And which one of you has the livery de Ivan? Ooh, good question. Jeremy had it in the car, but I feel bad hogging all of the uh, <laughs> precious quest items. <laughs> Who showed it to Harry? We kind of did it collectively, but wouldn't it make sense for Daisy to have it because you have French? She does have a whole 26 points of French. The last oh, person to have studied <laughs> was Jeremy. But maybe... But that was back in the yeah. car. It could have been passed over easily in the room. So, yeah, let's say it magnetically reached Daisy, who has the, the most French. She's, she's hugging it to her chest like a, like a shield or some armour. Yeah, as you get down the staircase, Daisy, and everyone else is sort of rushing ahead a bit, trying to get into this room, there is just this faint whispering noise coming from that book. 
I'll stop on the stairs. Daisy, are you trying to say something? What? Uh, no, I, I, I thought I could hear something. I'm. So did I. That, that's weird. Was was it coming from the the basement? Do you think Do you think there are more scouts down here now stealing books? Um. Maybe. And Daisy will look sort of quizzically at the book, sort of hold it out in her arms, outstretched a bit. Yeah, there's no whispering or anything coming from it now. I mean, and you hold it out, it looks gross. It's bound in, like, decaying leather of some kind. Yeah. Okay. She'll just say, uh, it's, um, been a long day, and it's, uh, it's getting a little creepy down here. I'm fine. Still... There could be other people down here. And uh, Jason will take out his Derringer. Okay. For the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to really shoot me wrong. some Boy Scouts. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeah. It's all, all for self-defense. Were you, <laughs> were you saying for the kids as in like, you know, to like for the children? For the no, kids. no, no. I wasn't having the kids. Perfectly correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the Derringer out to attack kids if they come at me. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, as you swing the door open that leads into that room, it's, it's a very small room ahead of you and there are a number of shelves that are sort of skirting the edges of it. And the shelves are stacked with very odd objects. You can see a number of old tomes which are stacked vertically, and there does appear to be a space left. You see that the width of the space would probably fit Livery de Ivon. Um, the tomes are written in all sorts of different languages along the spines, and you probably don't make out too many that you can actually read, but the ones that you do read seem to have references to, like, witchcraft and Satan and things of that nature. Okay, so there's there's quite a few of these left, like enough for there to be a recognisable gap on the shelf, even though we've seen kids dumping uh, bag loads in the river, they clearly haven't, haven't got to them all. Yeah, correct. Would Jeremy ever have been down here before, or was the basement strictly off limits to nights? Uh, the basement you could head down into, but this room was very much off limits. Okay, this is like the, the restricted section of the Hogwarts library. Yeah. Okay. This this particular collection of books looks like it's only missing the one volume, whereas yeah. the other bookshelves are a bit more depopulated. Yeah, correct. Mm. Okay. Well, I guess this is uh, this must be where that where that book came from. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll put it back, and I'll wander over and I'll try and slot it into its place between the other creepy books. Yeah, as you step into the room, Daisy. You see a light beginning to glow blue above you, and you see the same sign that you had seen Harry um, show you in his room carved into the stone floor. The branching symbol uh, is on the roof above you as well, and it is glowing blue down at you as you enter the room with that book. Um, well, that's unnerving. And the light gives enough visibility for you to see there's a couple of other weird things in here you can see a small statue made from maybe old wood uh, depicting a gaunt figure uh, with a white painted face additionally 
almost like a crystal ball, which is partly covered by a small sort of sheet, just the edge of it sticking out. And you can see it's encased in some kind of red metal. And as you're looking at it, the crystal ball begins filling with smoke. Okay. So, I th- I mean, I think Daisy's reaction will be to shake her head as though she's trying not to see what's going on, march across the room, put the book in, and immediately return to the side of her companions. Okay. Yeah, you slot the book back in, step back away. Okay. Now what? Well, uh... Did we see all things going weird? Or was that just Daisy that saw that? Uh, you all would have, uh, seen those things going weird as well, yeah. I, I never knew Sir Harry had all this down here. I, I, I knew about the library, of course, and and then he had some books, he, you know, that, that he didn't, uh, share with the public, but what is this stuff? I, uh, Jeremy would like to take a look at the crystal ball. Oh, I, I don't oh. know if you should do that, Jeremy. It's. I, I don't think it's a good idea. I'm, ju- I'm just, I'm not gonna... I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to take anything. I'm just looking. Um, it, um, and Daisy will start like desperately twisting her hair in her fingers. <laughs> the fact it's smoking by itself like that. Sir Harry wouldn't keep anything in the castle that could hurt children. It's clearly just some some fancy items. It's a neat trick, though, that yeah. smoke in there. How does it do that? Um, I don't know, uh, Loretta will go and kind of pick it up and try to shake it like a snow globe. Like a magic eight ball. Okay. <laughs> How did you have to be one of you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> it's around, uh, six inches in diameter and in, is encased in this red metal covering. Um, the casing is marked with obscure script, which you have no knowledge of. I have 5% myth. <laughs> oh, well then. Please, roll a mythos roll. Excuse me, I have 5% mythos, thank you very much. <laughs> you do. I apologise. That is a 74. What do I get? <laughs> well, fantastic, yeah. You're reading this script and you, you know, you're thinking perhaps this is you know something you've seen before and you're staring at it. And the smoke begins drawing your eye. I'll have you make a power roll for me, please. <laughs> Loretta. It begins. And Loretta is known for her 50% power roll. That is her most um, special characteristic. That is a 93. Okay. <laughs> so you feel your vision being drawn into this, this object. And you feel it almost beginning to want more of you, to more of your attention, almost. But you just don't have the concentration to continue looking at the swirling smoke. It makes you feel a little ill in the stomach, and you instinctively sort of push it away from you, and you snap out of a stupor that you were slowly getting into. I pass it on to Jeremy, and I say, you know what, this isn't as fun as I thought. Uh, we should just go back. Uh... Jeremy's still entranced by this thing. I don't understand how the smoke gets it. It's not, there's no canister or anything. It's not attached to a, please can we, Please can we stop messing with this stuff? No, not at all. Jeremy's looking at this thing. <laughs> Make a power roll, Jeremy. I will. 
Oh, 86. That's a fail. <laughs> Great work. Okay. Yeah, you, you're not even captivated by it for a moment. It's, okay. It's handed on to you and you shrug it off. Yeah, uh, just a... I don't know. I don't get it. It's not as cool as I thought. Yeah. Probably for the best. Weird, though. I don't know why he keeps it down here in a locked room. There's, mm. all, there's all kinds of decorative items well, upstairs. Maybe it's all the defective stuff. It gave me a headache, so it's probably sure, made the wrong. room is locked for a reason, so we don't start messing with it, like Daisy was saying. We've done what we needed to do. Let's go. You're right. You're right. I, well, let's uh, let's lock up behind us then, and then. Uh, well, our next quest was to go talk to um, the ex-police chief, right? Right. Yes. Matthews. Correct. Matthews. Sergeant Matthews. Let's do it. Okay. As you're exiting, you hear like a clattering sound inside of the secret room, and then a sudden. Knock. Well, what was that? Did you did you place the globe back in the wrong place? Maybe maybe you put it too close to the edge. Oh shoot! I hope I didn't break it. Jeremy's no, gonna. I, I didn't hear anything. There. Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Jeremy's already back in there. For God's sake! You can see that. <laughs> Jeremy really the... has a death wish. Sorry, <laughs> I just. <can't. laughs> the small statue that depicts this gangly sort of figure has fallen over without your... Well, maybe you bumped it. Maybe not. That's, that's strange. I didn't think I touched... Well, I hope it's not damaged. Jeremy will uh, go and check it over just to make sure, you know, the arm hasn't come off or whatever and stand it back up. Okay. It looks like it's made of pretty sturdy stuff, but it's unsettling. I, I can see why he doesn't keep this one upstairs. It, ugh. Ah, I don't like it. Did, did anything break? No, 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 it's fine. It just, I, I must have bumped it or something. Okay. Last quick look around to make sure the crystal ball isn't like, you know, rolling towards the edge of a table or something. And then uh, Jeremy's gonna leave the restricted section, shut the door, whatever. Okay. As you're shutting the door, you hear whispers and rattling as the door closes. Well, hang on now. Who's in there? Open the door. <laughs> Have a look around. <laughs> Jeremy, I um, swear to God. Is there someone hiding here? I heard... Did you not hear anything? I heard someone in here. Let's just go. Maybe... It's going to look behind the door. Maybe there's a kid in here. Maybe someone was stealing books and then we came in and we spooked them and now they're trying to play around? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Listen up, Knight. If if you're in here, just look. We won't be mad, but just just come on out. We can talk about it. Loretta will go in and start searching, like in small areas where a child could hide. The room is quite small, but you check underneath the shelves, and there's whispers coming from the shelf of books. Um. And you see tiny lights beginning to emanate out of that crystal ball. I, I don't think there's a child here, but um, there's some kind of light and some um, book noises. So I guess um, we did what we can here. Uh, maybe we should ask Harry if something is going on in his basement that he should have maybe told us about. 
Wisp from the books? I don't understand. Jeremy's gonna start kind of <laughs> haphazardly, like tapping the wall behind the books, like trying to find out if there's a loose panel, secret passage, something, like some way that whispers could be echoing down from up above us. Daisy is now in the doorway, like literally hopping from foot to foot <laughs> in nervousness. <laughs> it is stone entirely. No, there's no echo behind it, nothing whatsoever. Are it's the, all contained within this room. Are the whispers audible? As in, like, can we actually tell what the whispers are saying? No, they're, they're inaudible or perhaps in another language that you don't understand. It's like you hear them and then when you sort of register that you have heard them, they're no longer there for you to sort of hear anymore. I don't, uh... <clears throat> I don't understand this, uh... You... I'm not the only one hearing this, right? Maybe it's behind the books. I'm gonna start removing books. Maybe there's a hidden door in there, and someone is trying to mess with us because I'm I'm getting angry. <laughs> I won't be messed with. Lorena, there's no one in there. Come on. Then who is whispering? The books are whispering. Okay, it's the damn books. Can we please go? What? What do you mean? And on that note. Will everyone please roll a Sunday roll? Yay. <laughs> I was oh, just so waiting for that. Let's find out if we believe Daisy. Oh, um, that's definitely a fail. Oh, Daisy doesn't believe Daisy. She got an eight. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's an 11. Oh, um, yeah, I got a 28, so I'm fine also. Not a problem here. Okay. Uh, roll a D2, Jason. Or anyone who failed. A1. Okay does strike you as weird and you know although the others you as you hear daisy say this i mean it it does sort of seem like the books were speaking but at the same time this may not be the weirdest thing you've seen today yeah i think, <laughs> I think jason would would still almost drop his gun and and try and grab it again which he does um, but yeah, the, the whole it's coming from the books thing makes the most sense at the minute. Look, the, if, if Daisy is right, then the books don't want to be bothered. We're, we're bothering them and they're making noises, so why don't we just leave them alone? So Harry put one of those signs that he says wards against bad things on the ceiling. It glowed when I walked in with the book. Let's just go. Okay. Uh, that's really strange, but maybe... <clears throat> why Why did it glow, though? Are, are we bad things? No, the book is a bad thing. Then why are we putting it in? To keep uh, it away from other people. He did say to lock it up safe. Okay, yeah, Jeremy's yeah. step away. Oh, uh, as, if, as if he now realizes the shelves are actually radioactive and he shouldn't be in here. <laughs> okay, we go. We go now. Jason, the last thing you hear as the door is closed his faint screams not just one or two but maybe a dozen a couple of dozen if if jason's the one closing the door he's actually going to slam it quite hard at that <laughs> nice okay <laughs> nope <laughs> and the basement returns to silence oh. okay we, we definitely need to make sure uh nobody else can can come down here i agree should we yeah. tell Harry about the 
You know, I mean, maybe he knows there's something up, but I'm, I'm not sure. I suspect he knows this. Then why yeah. didn't he tell us on the way here? Surely he would have prepared us if he knew. That's not that's not like him. Jeremy's going to look suspiciously at Sahari's journal, which he's been clutching in one hand this whole time, and start flicking okay. through. Um, I, I, it's a big old journal. I don't know what he thinks he's going to find, but he's hoping to find something in there that's going to unlock why Sahari's being weird. The journal whispers, join our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we have to. You, you heard it. The book says so. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to uh, to help uh, you do that and look through. So as you begin sort of flipping through the pages, the first few pages, they're dated. And they are dated in the year 1450. Varying dates from 1450. I thought this was his journal. Yeah, I don't... It, it is his journal. I, I'm i going to actually kind of take the book and, and just turn a load of pages, you know, later on and just check if it's all the same handwriting or if it's like multiple people leaving entries. Oh, as you take the book, Jeremy is for definite going to be unhappy about that. So you've got to picture him like hovering his hands kind of around it as if he's trying to make sure that you don't do anything to damage it. Hey, 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 I I'm going to I'm going to be gentle with it. It's 1450. It's one of the, one of the kind. It's so I belong to just please be careful. I, I'm I'm not stupid. It's, it says 1450. It's going to be old if someone's written in there from genuinely 1450. Yeah, just just, just please, please be careful. Yeah, the handwriting does appear to be the same at the end of the book as it was at the start, although the language used is definitely different. It's not like a completely different language. It looks like it ranges from, like, uh, at the start, maybe old, older dialect of English into a more modern dialect, and the final page is marked 1863. Is any of it in Latin by any chance? No, it is all in it's, English. Okay, well, you could. This is a fairly sizable book, but you could probably spend thirty minutes, the two of you, if you want to, just flip through and get a basic idea of what's on the inside. Well, hanging out in the hallway. Yeah, maybe we should climb up the old uh, spiral staircase to the basement. And should we? Should we read this in? Uh, I don't. I, in, the, in the restaurant or something? This is yeah. Restaurant, coffee shop, somewhere more pleasing. Would be lovely. But okay. somewhere private perhaps he doesn't want anyone to overhear us right we can go to our favorite booth of that diner that jason made up last session <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a diner in in cthulhu modern come on what if, we what if out there every week. we're overheard mm -hmm. this is important stuff we should go to someone's house oh yeah that's a good um maybe i wouldn't I be know. happy if my journal was read out loud in a diner personally uh, yeah. um dear journal <laughs> <laughs> I really fancy Mildred. <laughs> <laughs> but don't tell anybody. so. <laughs> Gossip night. <laughs> well, let's get some rosé and. Uh, well, whose house is closest, I guess? Germany's doing Germany. Uh, Germany cricket. Germany's <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> let's not go there then. My house is in Germany. We're uh, not super functional today. Has anyone noticed? Jeremy's going to mutter about how like his parents won't be happy if we bring so many people home without uh, asking them first. So we can't go to mine. 
well, I, I mean, mine is like nobody's living at my place, of course. Uh, not anymore. So, if you want to go to mine, then feel free. Okay. Tell us about your house, Jason. Oh, um, I mean, given given he's a nurse, um, it's a it's a fairly okay establishment. But since the death of his wife Tilly, um, there's it's kind of a mishmash of quite messy areas, um, from neglect and and like wear and tear, but also very uh, tidy areas of things where he's tried to um, preserve Tilly's memory. So not just pictures, but also like. Um, a dresser that she bought. He always makes it really, really clean and things like that. So it, there's this weird prioritizing of cleanliness in his house. So you all sit down in the living room. Yeah, Jason would probably like get like a pile of I don't know magazines or something and just sweep them off the couch and just plump it up a little bit. Uh, so, sorry, I wasn't really expecting anybody. Uh, here you go. Let me get some uh, coffee for you or something. Uh, or maybe something stronger if you want. Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Daisy looks visibly uncomfortable in the messy house. Do you have any uh, iced tea? Uh, I've got regular tea, but no, no iced. I'll see if I can spruce something up for you. Loretta looks very comfortable. She just takes her like biker jacket off and throws it in a pile of stuff. Um, then she and... dives into the pile of stuff, like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> to pull her shoes out and throws them in different <laughs> corners of the room. Uh, and then says, uh, I'll have a coffee, please. Black. Like I like my men. <laughs> <laughs> Milky. With a lot of sugar. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's like quite helpful, because I don't think I actually have any milk in there. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, flipping through the diary, there is a fun one of these handouts that just pretty much summarizes things for you so here you are diary summary in summary the book is a long surviving diary of a crusader said to have been sworn to service to philip the good in france in 1454 the tone of the book is very secretive and details the forming of an underground catholic order known as the knights of the golden trail Warriors from across Europe were enlisted in the order, believing themselves to be taking back Constantinople from the Turks, which is what Philip the Good had openly advertised as the reason for forming the group. The diary details the search for an ancient and forbidden tome called the Livre d'Ivon in Paris during the 15th century, as well as the Knights of the Golden Trail's fight against the satanic cults guarding the tome and the horrific demons under the cult's control. The dates listed in the header of the journal entries range from 1450 to 1863. The final few pages of the diary detail the writer's desire to leave Europe behind after they received a string of prophetic dreams drawing him to a location across the sea. Their final words reading, God beckons me to cross the ocean. There I will find friends and allies to help me build a great fortification in his name. The fortress will stand when I cannot serving to hold back the demons that crawl forth from the caverns of hell below. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, so all of you, gain one point of Cthulhu Mythos. Whoop, whoop. And please roll a Sunday roll. Okay. You, uh, <clears throat> nope. A little flicker. Nope, I don't think I will. Unless... <laughs> uh, if you don't believe yet, then you are A-OK not to roll. I don't have the option of not believing because I've gone mad. Very true. Uh, Thing. Right. 
Yeah, a froggy frog. Oh, I, I, have have failed my sanity roll. I have failed once again. Let's see. Okay. Honestly, though, I'm kind of invested in yeah, Jeremy failed not also. believing it. Jeremy is very sad oh, because he thinks that Sir Harry must be going senile because he's given him some old historical volume instead of his diary. He's still got his diary up there, <laughs> like under his pillow or something. How does it make sense for you to not believe your face was literally in a frogman's mouth? Oh yeah, that's true. Does the does the writer refer <laughs> to himself as Sir Harry, or, or like? As no, Harry? it is only marked with H A <clears throat> in the inside. Okay, is the writing the same across all of the entries? Yeah, it's the same. It is. I mean, even if this isn't Sir Harry, the person who wrote it lived for four hundred and thirteen years. Uh, good point. Okay, good if they started writing at the age of zero. know about the handwriting, because seriously, that's... Wait, if you read a mythos tome, you don't need to roll a Sandy roll, no, right? You, you just lose no. them. Ah, okay. Well, then everyone loses a d4, sorry. Okay. Yay! something else I didn't want to say. Question? Oh, yay! yay four! <laughs> four nice. Three! Good stuff. The real sanity loss comes from making us roll a d4. Worst <laughs> of all, guys. <laughs> Spikiest <laughs> dice of them all. Two. Alright, it all sort of sinks in for a couple of you more than others. Perhaps Harry or whoever this is did indeed live for a, a quite an extended period of time. And the detailing of these satanic cults that this order fought and the order that you've all been a part of, it's concerning to say the least. It's not possible. No one lives that long. I, I don't understand. I, the knights are. The, it was a secret from Europe. I don't. What does he mean? A fortification? Does he mean the the castle? Uh, Loretta kind of um, has a bit of a, you know, kind of reverts into her previous manic episode, uh, where she screamed a lot. But this time she will kind of like gasp and laugh. For a while. Oh, oh, okay. That's, oh, um, uh, uh, maybe I should break out the bourbon after all. Uh, I definitely well, want some. Do we really need it? Nothing makes sense. There's these frog creatures that almost killed Jeremy, and Harry Andrews, the person I trusted the most in this town, is French. <laughs> You definitely can't trust him if he's French. <laughs> he's possibly lived for hundreds of years and you're not concerned that he's French. <laughs> Loretta is clearly oh not, not in her right mind. <laughs> she's, she's fine, really. She's just like reveling in the absurd, absurdity of it all. He's French. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess, um... What can we do but experience this bizarre dream we're in and just assume everything our eyes see is true? Let's do that. And then we can save the world like the heroes we always knew we were. <laughs> all, all, all of this could still be... It could still be... What? You know, the, the madness of one old man. R oh, right? No. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Daisy. You didn't see it. Uh, Miss Silverton, I don't... I never believed in hell or nothing, but... Uh, yep. These demons they're talking about, if they're the same as these frog creatures, they... they ain't nothing to be sneezed at. Uh, Jeremy here has the inside scoop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Horrifying. you can trust him. <laughs> and if you want the inside scoop, join us on Patreon.com. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That's the right plug. Hashtag products for this episode. <laughs> Loretta, it makes sense why Harry is so interested in frogs, considering he's French. That's what those legs. Oh, I don't oh. <laughs> probably miss farming them. Biggest legs. Truly <laughs> really majestic. Mmm, tastes like um, chicken. Guys, we haven't slept uh, since the Frogman episode, right? That was like earlier today. Yeah, that is true. Like an hour and a half ago. Okay, right. Sorry, between <laughs> sessions is weird. It's, it's been seven sessions of an hour and a half. It's been 84 years. It's, it's, we've played, played Call of Cthulhu for longer than it's been in actual time in the game. That's <laughs> real. That cannot happen very often. Amazing. Okay, well, I was just checking because my sanity has dropped uh, 11 points. So I think in oh. two more. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in one, so... All right, you and me, Loretta. Fantastic. Low luck, low sanity, no problems. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's the point. I'm starting to get close to it as well. Oh, God. Keep an eye on that. Oh, yeah, and I'm on seven. This is heartless and loved. Yeah. Good God. All right. Yeah, so Jeremy's pretty shook as well. Yeah, you see Jason get a couple of glasses with the bourbon and at least pull him for himself uh, quite a generous serving and just knocks it back jeremy eyes it as he doesn't normally touch alcohol as he said but uh this time he would gingerly pour himself an amount and let's say that it's just it's like a comically incorrect amount i'm gonna hang on i'm gonna roll <laughs> jeremy it's a bad Half habit a point. Oh, that's an 88. Yeah, he pours <laughs> way too much oh, uh, no. and lifts the glass in like a shaking hand, shuts his eyes and uh, manages to get most of it down before he like coughs Mi and splatters and spits a load out. Uh, I think I have some lemonade in the fridge. Maybe you should wash it down with some of that. <laughs> no, it's, <clears throat> uh, it's real nice. Thank you. <clears throat> Smooth. That's <laughs> 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 uh, so refreshing. Daisy will take Daisy will take a, a generous measure and knock it back as well. Fantastic. As you slam the glass down on the table, it almost um, syncs up with a knocking at the front door. Ah! Was... Probably a, a frog, am I right? Well, too badly timed. Do they make house calls? Jeremy, uh, oh, no, <laughs> and sort of looks awkward and starts looking for. I don't know, maybe you can hide behind the sofa. I don't know, are you feeling moist? Well, I don't think that's any of your business. <laughs> There's no police officer here. <laughs> Loretta is off the deep end. Loretta's not doing well, everyone. <laughs> that doesn't give a shit. <laughs> okay, uh, Jason's gonna get his derringer just in case, but he. He's more thinking it could be either somebody he knows, uh, something like that, rather than, say, a frogman. So he's going to go and fairly reluctantly check. Uh, is there like a... I suppose I could decide, but is there like a, a pane of glass in the door? Or is it more like a spy hole or something? You tell me. Since... I think pane of glass would be much more likely than a yeah, spy Yeah, it, it came to my head first, so let's go with that. 
Um, so yeah, okay. I, I kind of have a little peer out to see who on earth is at the door at this time. Yeah, uh, you see a tall and handsome black man of slender build, standing upright in an officer's uniform, clean shaven. Um, you would notice or know this man as Officer Ray Shockey of the Loveland Police Department. Oh, shock. He is wearing sunglasses. Um, just sort of like takes a few steps back as he sees you approach. Hello, uh, police. I just have a few questions to ask you. Um, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, Jason puts his gun away. Uh, he instinctively looks back behind him at the others in the living room, but yeah, he, he opens the door. Uh, what sort of questions did you have in mind, officer? Jason, you can see, um, parked in your driveway, there's no police vehicle, but there's a sort of black sedan, and seated in the passenger seat and sort of looking out is Terry Woodley. Does he look like he's been arrested, or is he just sitting in the car? Uh, he's just sitting. He looks a lot less grumpy than he previously did, uh, but he's just staring directly at you. Oh, God. Um, player me is having all these thoughts. I'm going to... Uh, yeah, Jason's actually going to stare at Woodley because that does seem quite out of character for him, um, especially how much he was drinking earlier and what he looked like when he appeared at the window um so yeah i think i think jason's gaze would just fix on on woodley just to make sure okay is it definitely him and you know why could he be there and is he looking yeah. back at the house or at, at me or is he just kind of doing his own thing he is making eye contact with you yeah, he's ah. As okay. soon as you've opened, or sort of opened the door at all, his eyes immediately lock with yours, if you look over there. What's his expression? Um, Is it anger or something else? He looks a lot less... You can roll a psychology roll if you'd like. Hey, he does look a lot less angry than before. I'm going to spend one point of luck to make that a pass. Okay. Um, yeah definitely still seething with a lot of anger um but i mean the last time you saw him he was you know irate yeah now he's he's sort of keeping his calm i mean it's probably because there's an officer in front of him officer shocky just sort of um sees you staring and taps a pen on a notepad he has in front of him says um i uh have a few questions um i know you're doing some investigation for the sergeant uh yeah yeah, right. Um, yeah, please, uh, come in. Uh, it's fine. I'll stay here. Um, All just right. quickly. Fresh air, I guess. I had heard that, uh, you had spoken to Leon. Yeah, that's right. And had, uh, well, I, I've, I've been told what exactly they did last night and what they got into, and... He sort of tilts his head down a little and then, like, pushes his glasses back up the bridge of his nose. His uh, sunglasses up the bridge of his nose. Um, How light is it in the house? Uh, it, it's sunny outside, so, I mean, it 
it's relatively light inside. The, the, the light bulbs have not been dusted in a few weeks, maybe? Hmm. Why do you ask? Does he look like he's trying to hide his eyes from us? Ooh. Oh, roll a psychology check. Oh, okay. I don't know if I'm any good at that. Am I any good at that? I'm. Well, I'm, I'm better than base. I've got 35. You know what? You can roll a psychology or a spot hidden. Uh, what am I better at? Psychology 35, spot hidden 50. I'll roll a spot hidden, please. Mm-mm. And I'll get a hard success with 24 Ooh, out of nice. 50. I would have passed psychology as well. You yeah, go, Daisy. Go, girl. Daisy, Ray Shockey's eyes, his pupils, are so dilated that they're almost covering the entire of the whites of his eyes. Okay, and he's talking to Jason. He is. Okay, I'll look around at my companions, realise that I've got the woman who's having a psychotic break, and, you know, Scrappy-Doo. The drunk (laughs) Scrappy-Doo. The sensible one is unfortunately currently engaged. Um, And, oh God, what would she do? How, How distressed does Loretta look right now? Loretta's okay. She's just like just done with this. Like she's she's just going with life at this point. She's just you know that's kind of that's her response to realizing that there's a lot of terrible things in this world. But she's functional. Like she looks like she could snap out of it if there's threat. Okay, Daisy will lean to Loretta if she trusts more than Jeremy. <laughs> Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy, Germany. She trusts more than Germany. And she'll say, there's something wrong with his eyes. Um, can I see it too, after it being pointed out? Just as Daisy says that, he slides his sunglasses back up. There may be a few instances in the conversation coming that uh, his sunglasses slide down again, allowing you to get a visual. Now it's pointed out to you, it may be quite uh, quite sort of noticeable. So yes, I'll say that you eventually will see. Um, she will whisper back to Daisy. The sheriff asked us to investigate this because she had no police people available. Yeah. Why is he working in this case? Well, also, wasn't Ray Sharkey one of the people who, you know, reported the frogman originally? Do you think... What, what, what does that mean? I don't know. I... The eyes thing is freaking me out and I, I don't trust him. Maybe we should check him for a hairy frog back. <laughs> I uh, casually uh, slide my hand up his shirt. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Caress his back slowly. Loretta is going to um, casually kind of put her feet up the table, but in doing so, just push a lot of glasses off it and smash them on the floor to distract uh, Jason and the police officer um, interrupting their conversation and causing a little bit of chaos. Okay. Uh, So what Ray Shockey says before the glasses smash, as you two are having this little conversation, um, Jason, he says, uh, I've been told that Leon had some kind of book which led them, Ian Jackson, to travel to the construction site which obviously resulted in Jackson's death. Uh, 
I've been told that Leon gave you this book. Uh, I was wondering if you had it. Smash. Well, uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> and no. there's a massive smash of glass behind you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Just to oh, clarify, oh, did Jason kind of shut the front door behind him, or is it like fairly easy for him to get back in the house? I'd say if everyone else saw, then they the door would be open. Currently. Okay. Oh, oh God. Oh, I'm really sorry. It's, Just uh, my legs uh, were so sore from I'll, all this. I'll go get a broom. Today. Yeah, it's, Jason, where are your brooms? Uh, I've got one somewhere um, in the closet, but I, I, I'm sorry, but th- those were Tilly's glasses. Oh, oh no! Um... Just give me, just give me a moment, officer. I'll be right back. <laughs> and Jason, as you look back to Ray Shockey, you see that Terry Woodley is no longer in the car. Uh... And that Miss... is where we're going to break for today's oh. session. You can't do that to us. No. Yes, you can. <laughs> that is. Oh boy. Oh. Not good. <laughs> Jason, no. <laughs> that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Tal, Phaedra, Jason, and Noxicals, and of course, wait, me. <laughs> and of course, me. No, yeah, and of course, me. <laughs> I'm the bestest. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to all our listeners. You are all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us on patreon.com slash right. What's that? We have a new patron on board. That's right. Thank you so much for your support. Pete Burgess. May the omens be ever in your favour. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our cult elder and avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsarite.com. Come join us. And just a reminder that if you like the scenario we're playing, it's available for purchase right now. Find it through our website. And if you're working on a homebrew of your own, get in touch. We'd love to help you bring your stories to life. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again.